0: Welcome to Rowan College of Burlington County's Baroness Podcast. I'm Dr. Brooke Myatt, Program Chair and Assistant Professor of our Entertainment Technologies Department. I'm a committee member of the Women's Advocacy Group, a subcommittee of the President's Advisory Council on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. This monthly series highlights women in leadership while encouraging listeners to build their skills connect with the community, and visualize the opportunities available to women in various professions. Tune in for a female perspective into the Burlington County community. We are here to listen to these amazing women. If you want to hear from women who lead and inspire, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Baroness Podcast. Today joining us is Stacy Jankowitz, a certified life coach, Mom, and she is unapologetically Stacy. We are going to
1: unpack today,
0: and I want to start with Stacy telling you a little bit about herself. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi,
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: I am so excited that you're here. Not many people know that this is kind of like a role reversal because Stacy used to work with me. Um, and actually was the one sitting on the other side when I was being interviewed for a job here. And it's come full circle that now I'm on the other side and you have grown and you're an inspiration to me. Every morning, I will say I get up oh, and I do my you. I do my little like social like dump right in the morning. We all do. And I'm doing my social dump and going through the feed. And there is unapologetically uh, Stacy doing something fun in the morning. And I'm like, that was. That's like what keeps me going. Right. Because I think we have so much in common, you know, full time moms, full time jobs, everything under the sun going on. We're in charge of a lot of stuff. Um, And I just want you to tell everybody a little bit about like what you do, who you are. And I'm just, like I said, I'm thrilled that you're here.
1: Oh, well, thank you. And it makes me so happy to hear that you are viewing my Instagram content in the morning and it's making you smile, making you laugh. That is really what it's all about. Uh, Unapologetically Me really came, I think like a lot of people in the pandemic, we had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to reflect. And I also had the opportunity to talk to so many other women, and we had so many things in common, the struggles, what we were dealing with personally as full-time employees, as moms, as wives, as friends, every hat that we wear. And that was really the birth of Unapologetically Me and how I got into life coaching. So... You know, a lot of
0: people, they hear that term life coaching. They're kind of like, what is life coaching? Like, do I need a life coach? Or what are the signs that maybe I need a little bit of life coaching or a lot of life coaching? What is that definition in your eyes of a life coach?
1: Yeah, and I can see how life coaching, I mean, even myself, when I first thought that this is what I wanted to do. I didn't even want to say it out loud cuz it's like a little woo woo, right? right? People are like, "What the heck is a life coach?" You're
0: like, "Okay, she just wants to like talk a lot and give some opinions." No,
1: know, and it's right, actually the opposite, right? Exactly. So, life coaching is not me talking at you in a typical coach um kind of scenario. It's you as the client taking accountability for where you are and where you wanna be. And that can be so many things. It can be just the way that you are living your life. It can be career. It can be how you're showing up as a mom, as a wife. If you have a weight loss goal, a nutrition goal, anything that you want to change and kind of digging into the root of what's holding you back and giving yourself the freedom to go there. Like to try new things, to think out, step outside your box um, and not get into this each day is the same, right? Like Groundhog's Day. You're just going through the motions and you forget what it's like to laugh and be happy and do spontaneous things. We get so caught up in the rat race. And so the realization of, hmm, I want more. And sometimes you know what the more is, and sometimes you need help figuring it out. And that's really where the life coaching process can help anyone. You know, I love that you
0: said about like trying to find more and um, unpacking our feelings and, and what's going on in the day-to-day. And I think a lot of us struggle with just accepting who we are. And I know before we we chatted about acceptance and um, I love that you shared a story, and maybe you can share it with our our listeners about like that moment of the birthday party where you were like, you know, I'm screaming at my kid, but I have the perfect Pinterest birthday, and that was kind of like that aha moment for you. Um, and I think that's an, an element that aha moment that kind of changed you in this direction of, you know, flipping the script, looking at yourself, and being like, it's okay. I'm okay, I want to change. Can you share maybe that aha moment of where it was like a, a change for you?
1: Sure, and I think we all have so many of these moments where we're like screaming at our kids or feeling super aggravated with ourselves at work and all these different feelings. And when you take a step back and you're like, who am I doing this for? Especially with the birthday party example, right? Like, oh, yeah. We're having all these kids over. It's supposed to be a celebration, it's supposed to be fun. And you are running around like a crazy person. Get dressed. Don't touch the cake. Don't touch the balloons. And oh, it's like, yeah. what is happening here? And I knew for myself, that is not how I wanted to show up. My actions were not reflecting who I wanted to be as a mom. Just in life in general, I did not want to be this tightly wound like crazy person is what I always felt like. And you mentioned the word like this perfection, this idea Mm -hmm. of perfection that we're always striving for. And it's like every time you get to a point, you're always trying for something more. And so you're constantly telling yourself like, I'm not good enough. That's not good enough. And the fact of the matter is, is really we need to take a look at ourselves and appreciate where we are, what we're doing. And gratitude is a, is a huge thing for me as well. It's so easy. If you want to look for the bad, you'll find it. Now,
0: where do you think this came from? Like, I feel like it's really a lot of women that we feel – like this. We're not good enough. We have to apologize all the time. It's not okay to to be vulnerable or to be real. Where do you think this came to in, in society?
1: Oh, geez. I mean, for myself, I can say I've honestly felt the pressures, I always joke, since birth. I've always been wanting to fit whatever mold. And- like you said, society, magazines, TV, now social media, even the way that we act in front of each other sets the tone for what we expect of ourselves. And to have that realization that that is not realistic, and that is the way that I think we all, especially as women, need to present ourselves. Like, We have bad days. Our kids don't listen. Things don't go well at work. You forget to pick up the kids. You forgot to pay the bills. You didn't go food shopping. Whatever it is, like, everyone's dealing with that. And so the more people that you're around that are putting on this, like, everything's great. We're perfect. Nothing ever goes wrong. It's like, that's not helping anyone. And I felt like the more that I became vulnerable – and just put it out there not as a woe is me or like look how difficult things are it's like this is it guys like it's okay and we've said so many times like it's okay
0: and i think that's got to be a mantra if we can just all say it all our listeners together it's okay and what i love about what you just said about like putting it out there I love those Instagram posts, like you really put it out there, like whether it's about laundry, or you're like, I just need a drink after today. It's crazy. Or the kids are screaming in the background. You're so creative. How are you you coming up with these ideas
1: it's real life, right? Like this is my life. This is my friend's lives. This is like what we deal with. And I love that you say you're laughing because I think we all need to get to the point where we don't take ourselves so seriously. It is so freeing to just be. Right? To not shine this spotlight on ourselves, which by the way, when we think about that spotlight is ours. We think that everyone around us is constantly evaluating and grading and looking at we do what we do and picking it apart. And that's not true. We can be our own worst enemy. And to use your words, like I want to flip the script on that. I want to change that. I, I want us that. to be able yeah. to. Laugh and enjoy the journey because it goes by so fast.
0: It's like a flash. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It, I mean, time has is, is flying. Um, you know, now everything's picking up the pace and going, you know, 300 miles an hour. And, you know, I think, like you said, um, being able to laugh and being able to do those things A lot of people don't know how to do that. And I think maybe our listeners, you could help our listeners. What would be some tips to, in your words, unpack or unfold some of those feelings that you were talking about, about, you know... um, showing up, not feeling that, you know, you have to be in the spotlight and, and and being, you know, criticized and critique and always being perfect and always making sure that, you know, have a gourmet meal on the table. What can you share with our listeners some tips on, you know, just doing those things, but taking it one step at a time?
1: One of the exercises that I love to have people go through is, thinking about how they want to show up, right? Do you want your kids to see you always frantic and yelling and looking like you are about to lose your mind? Is that how you want to show up? For me, that's a hard no. Right,
0: of course. Sure.
1: And looking at your values and what is important to you and then looking at your actions, right? We want how we want to show up, Is what we're doing every day matching that? And for so many of us, if you're just waking up every day and going through the motions, it's going to be a no. Sure. And so to really sit down and think about that is the first step. And having that top of mind is really the first opportunity to change how you approach things. I mean, and it starts at the beginning of the day when you're getting your kids out of bed or walking into work and you're already, like, feeling yourself in a bad mood. And I ask myself, like, is this how you want to show up? No.
0: No. Yeah. When would somebody know that they should be reaching out to someone like you? Are there signs? Is it a moment... Um, you know, I know you said some of your your clients are from moms to CEOs to everyone in between. How do I know when I need a Stacy in my life?
1: I mean, who doesn't need a Stacy? We all need a little <laughs> Stacy. <No>, totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, it's a great question. I think I hear from a lot of my clients that they are feeling like they want more something else. They can't quite put their finger on it, but they are going through the motions. Every day feels the same. They don't feel motivated. They're not excited about things anymore. Those are really the times when it's like, okay, let's take a look and let's really see where you are and where do you want to go. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: that's so true. I think a lot of us aren't even thinking about what's next or what's at the end. Right. We don't we're, have time to think about right, what's next. Right, we're just trying to
1: get through yeah, the
0: minute. Yeah, exactly. We're like, okay, uh who's gonna feel feed this one, who's gonna feed this one? We gotta get in bed. And then we gotta do this tomorrow and make sure the homework's done and do that and do this. And I gotta get the emails out or do this for my boss or something like that. So it's You know, so much is now weighted on us and there's a really gray area between work, life and balance. And I'm sure that that is something that you touch on, of course, being a life coach. How do when when your clients come to you and it's right, it's like an overload. They're like they're plugged in all the time. It's like they're an overloaded socket. What what do you say to them? Like, what's that motto or that mantra that that they need to start out
1: following? Especially for women, we feel that self-care is selfish. And to flip that perspective and really understand self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Because when we at our core are unhappy or just going through the day or distracted or not motivated or plug in any word that kind of applies to you, it's time to focus on you. And the perfect example of that is as a mom, I would hardly go out. My friends would be having girls night and I would just feel so guilty. How can I leave? I worked all day. I'm never home. We have limited time at night. How am I going to go out? And when I finally started to push myself to do it, when I come back and I see them, you know, later that night or in the morning, just that small time away, I feel so refreshed. I feel alive. I have this new energy about me. And it's really like that applies to so many things. It's going out for girls night. It's going on date nights. It's going on vacations. It's trying a new job, taking a new class, going out, whatever it is. Everybody needs that outlet. Yes. And when you rob yourself of that, you're robbing everyone else around you, honestly, of your best you.
0: I love that. Your best you. I think that's a a really insightful um, motto, your your best you. Moving to what we've talked about, about doing my morning social dump of Instagram (sighs) and Facebook and all Twitter and all the things that I probably shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's weighing on a lot of us of some of those things we're talking about, about trying to be perfect and, you know, modeling in our our house and making our house look like the front of Home and Garden magazine and, you know, um, and going back to the the great posts of, you know, uh, piles of laundry and my hair is every six ways to Sunday and I haven't had a dye job in over 16 <laughs> weeks and all these <laughs> kinds of things. Um, how do you feel social media is affecting us?
1: Uh Social media can be an amazing tool for growth and inspiration and motivation. And then it can pull you in the completely opposite direction where you feel like garbage about yourself. You feel like you're not doing enough. um, And it's doing the opposite. So I talk a lot about boundaries just in life in general. But social media is one of them where it's so important to set boundaries. If you find yourself looking at this influencer and leaving the page feeling like, oh, my God, my body would never look like that in those pants or look at her house or look at this, like unfollow. I think it's important to use social media to benefit you right to find things that inspire you, that make you want to be a better person, that push you to try new things, that make you feel excited. Not all that other stuff. And so getting away from following everyone under the sun. Like it's okay to unfollow people that make you feel bad. I mean, isn't it it's such a simple
0: thing that you just said. Just click unfollow, but but our finger just can't do it. You know what I mean? And I think probably with a lot of things you're saying, it's going to take our listeners a few times. Like, it's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay that you have a pile of laundry you still need to do. It's okay that your floors aren't spick and span and clean every day of the week. It's okay that you're not put together and your shirt doesn't match your pants while you're home, you know, walking around the house or something. But I think a lot of us as women still have this, you know, feeling that, that we have to be, we, we have to be perfect. We have to fit that mold. And I'm not so sure you know, agreed. I I love your topic about that social media is a positive and a negative um, aspect of society.
1: And pick your side. Pick what is going to make you feel good, not pull you down. And we forget that we have that option because everything's in our face, right? It feels like we need to consume all of it, but we have a choice. That's true.
0: So when you're consuming your Instagram and Facebook and social media, who, who are your inspirations? And they don't have to be social influencers, but who have been your inspirations that have led you to where you are today and your thought process
1: of? Sure. Um, a coach that I've worked with, Colleen Odegaard is amazing. She talks about her journey and what she's gone through and is, so honest, and I love that. Um, my best friend has been on social media forever and just watching her growth and how she impacts people in a positive way, Jillian Rosado. And she focuses on clothes and things that sometimes can make us feel like crap, but she talks about it in such a real and honest way that it makes you feel good
0: and don't you need that from your girlfriends i think a lot of people you know like you said earlier about like you have these women and we're we're not holding each other up we're we're talking in a negative tone we're putting each other down we're trying to one up each other like you need that sisterhood of people that are going to motivate you and 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 shine that positivity on you do you how do you get that like like You seem like you have that and we talked about it, but how do you share with your clients like that that's something that you need in your life? You need that group that's going to support you, that supportive, you know, sisterhood.
1: Well, and I think it starts with you, right? And how you're showing up. If you are one of the contributors to the friend group that's always like, oh, look at this and picture-perfect this and setting the tone, that's who you're going to attract. And so if you show up and be your true self and you're vulnerable and you're talking honestly about what's going on, that's who you attract. We can talk about things and get them off of your chest, but I don't like to constantly complain about the same thing over and over and over again and not find a solution. Like, that's not helpful for me. That's not helpful for any of my friends. It's not helpful for anyone. So like, you know, Brene Brown says, I think she calls it like piss and moan with perspective, right? So find a friend group that you can talk, right? Everyone has their stuff going on, and you want to, like, you'll laugh about it and find connection in it. But that's not all we talk about. We talk about things that we're excited about, books we're reading, places we want to go, things we want to try. And that's how we kind of continuously connect with one another and don't talk about all that other stuff that doesn't even matter.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the the issue that we're, like you said, we're all so focused on this mold and the being perfect and not sharing those deep rooted values and things that we should be caring about and talking in our, our, our group. Um, So let's shift to, you know, what do you do personally to kind of reflect and relax? Like, what are your little, like special little time for you to be able to do those things?
1: Depends on the day, uh, but a big thing that I always do, I have notebooks. I'm a big fan of like a fresh notebook and a nice thin tip marker, and I sit down in a notebook that I call five things, and I write down, I tend to do it in the morning, but I have found people doing it in, at the end of their day have been really, found it beneficial, but five things. What are five things that I'm grateful for? And it can be as silly as getting to school on time, getting a workout in the morning, the sun shining on my face when I took the dog out. But to start your day in a positive way is such a game changer and shifts your mindset and gets me personally on the road that I want to take for that day. So gratitude is huge. Because gratitude leads to my attitude, right? Like I said before, if you want to look for all the negative things, you'll find them. But if you want to shift your perspective and look for the good, big and small, they're there.
0: Now, I love that your five things you know, I was thinking they're going to be these huge, enormous, like people are like, you have to pick these five challenges or these five amazing things every day that you did, right? And I felt like when you just shared that, I was like, wow, those are just so real, so simple. We tend to miss them. They they, they pass us yes, by.
1: exactly. And it's being more tuned in to like what's right in front of your face. And these small things, like and I love to look back sometimes when I'm struggling on a certain day to like just flip back through and look at some of the things that I've written down. Is, I love it Yeah It's such a reminder. like sometimes I've written down like my coffee or reading in bed in the morning, like silly things that like you said, you would take for granted, but they're great. When do you find time
0: for everything that you do? How do you do that cuz I think that's something that we struggle to do. Like I love that you're like early in the morning or late at night, but like where are those things that you just kind of fit in that it's it seems seamless but you've worked it into your schedule?
1: For me, I know that first thing in the morning to get up before everyone else does, to drink my coffee, to get my workout in, or some days I'll just read or sit outside. First thing in the morning is when that happens. If it doesn't happen before everybody's up, it's not happening at at all. And that's okay. Yes, exactly. And And we we can say that that's okay.
0: I think a lot of people can't do that.
1: Yes. And that is giving yourself permission to see where the day takes you, not beat yourself up. Like I didn't work out yesterday. I laid in bed and I think I, you know, made I watched like a Bravo show or something and that's okay. That's what I needed.
0: Gotta love Bravo. Sure do. <laughs> we all we all need a little Andy Cohen in our sure life. Sure do. No,
1: no, whatever aspect it is, we
0: definitely need a little Bravo.
1: <laughs> and I think also like expecting ourselves to do an unrealistic amount of whatever it is is Proving to ourselves that we can't do it. Why would you want to put yourself in that position? Be realistic about what you can get done every day. And sometimes things are going to make the list and sometimes they're not. Obviously, there are some deal breakers that, you know, they have to get done. And there's some things that don't. And to repeat it again, it's
0: okay. Yeah, it's okay, and I love that you said give yourself permission because I feel that that's probably a lot of what's holding everybody back, that they feel like they can't give themselves permission, but I need to do it today, or but it's not okay to do it tomorrow. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay that it's the floor is not done today or it's going to be okay that I didn't get that errand done or I, you know, the kid didn't get the haircut that they needed. Like it's okay. Give yourself permission and you don't have to apologize about it. And that's what I love about your your mantra of being unapologetic and and I think it so shines through for so many of us dealing with life today. Um and life has so changed from when we were kids to now we are, you know, parents or full-time career women or CEOs or whatever that is. It's just, it's such a huge shift in society, how society has changed so drastically. And just to keep up has been really
1: tough. Well, and I think shifting what you just said, it, we don't need to keep up. And when we feel like we have to, that is when we fall behind and feel like we're not good enough.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times we've said that. We're not good enough.
1: We're just not good
0: enough. And I
1: like to go back to your best you. That could be different every day too. But we're not trying to keep up with the mom down the street or the women that we work with or whoever it is. It's... Us against us. Yeah, and I think
0: a lot of people don't have that time to look inside. We're always looking on the exterior. Yes. You know, we're not looking on the interior and, and taking time for us, like you're saying, giving yourself permission, look inside you, reflect what's inside you. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside, and and that is so true to your being the best you and being okay, and it's – um. You know, you've really just inspired me. And I think one of the things we were talking about was being able to be present and being able to process. Share what does that mean, being able to be present and being able to process.
1: Being present is a conscious and intentional decision. There are so many distractions around us. Our phones, the laundry, work that has to get done, dishes in the sink. But making a conscious decision and it takes time. Like it's not easy. We are distracted individuals. But to tell yourself and you got to start small. And and this is from personal experience. Start small. 5 minutes of just sitting and and not doing anything but being in the moment and grow from there. And it takes work, right? It took us time to develop these habits, if you will, and it's going to take time to change them, but it is absolutely possible. I love that you're
0: like, you know, just start small. And again, that going back to that, we're always
1: trying to do these big changes and they don't have to be big. Well, and that's where I think we set ourselves up for failure, right? Presence. If you have been a distracted maniac for the last year and now all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and be completely present for all of Saturday. It's not reasonable. It's a silly example. But Like working out. If you haven't worked out in the last three years and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week.
0: It's probably not going to happen. And then
1: when it doesn't happen, though, you are repeating the message to yourself that it's never going to happen. Right. You set yourself up for failure. It's that continuous cycle that you can't break. And so starting small, you start to prove to yourself, I got this. I can do this. And so five minutes turns into 10 minutes. 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes. And that applies to so many things in our lives. Starting small is okay. We have these like grandiose ideas that we need to do this full out transformation and it needs to happen in a week. Dial it back.
0: I like it. Dial it back. What was your biggest transformation when finding yourself and and becoming unapologetically Stacey?
1: Great question. I think a big piece for me is acceptance of who I am and not allowing it to break me, but to, like, make me. Like, how do I use this to... My, my benefit? How do I spin this into a positive? Again, like if you want to look for the negative, you'll find it. If you want to look for the positive, it's there. And really shifting your mindset and looking at things differently was so huge for me. Like if I needed to describe myself, I would say I am a high-strung hippie. I am an overthinker. I deal with anxiety. I'm like a ball of nerves. And then in other aspects of my life, and there's no rhyme or reason to it, I'm totally laid back and carefree. So how do I combine all of those into the person that I want to show up? Ultimately, to my core, that's who I am. And I don't want to change that. I want to accept that person, and I want people to embrace who they are and and be proud of it instead of ashamed or feeling guilty or feel like they need to be someone else. You are amazing, and to own that and say that out loud and to have confidence in that, especially for women, that is a really hard thing to do we're not supposed to be confident. Wow.
0: I loved that you were like, you are amazing. I think that's another mantra that we all need to say, our listeners together, that we could say that we are amazing. You're amazing. And not a lot of us see that. Um, And it's really tough when, again, we're looking from the outside, you know, and not you know, reflecting on the inside, we need to take those five minutes. I think all those are just really easy starting off little tips for our listeners. Um, and one thing I, I really thought was interesting was your, your journal writing. Um, if you want to call it a journal, do you, do Mm -hmm. you have a name for it? Your little five word little journal? Is this your journal here?
1: This is not my journal. Um, It is whatever fun notebook I find at the time and in a magic marker on front, I write five things on the cover and on each page, there's a date and five things and I go through the notebook until it's finished and I save them because I like to look back and see like a year ago, what was I happy for? What was I excited about? What was I smiling about? And I want to go back to something that you just uh, were talking about and the way that we see ourselves. I would love if we were able to see ourselves the way that other people see us. Like when we think that we're struggling and falling apart, there are people looking at you saying, wow, I don't know how she does all of that. Or wow, she is... So kind, or like so funny. I wish that we could do that. And I just heard of this exercise where you ask people to send you three things about you, three words that describe you. Because I think sometimes we need a reminder. I love that. And it's a little scary right? Like to put yourself out there and
0: say, hey, everybody, send three things. (laughs) Well, and it feels
1: like, right, that's counterintuitive for us. Like spotlight on me. Tell me something great about me. Yeah. But we need that reminder. And I'd like to remind people like we are so mean to ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. Talk to yourself like you would talk to someone that you love to your best friend, to your kids, would you say the things that you say to yourself, to them? Oh I would say God. no. no. Like give yourself some grace. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some credit. Yes. We don't give
0: ourselves enough credit. No. But I love that feeling of trying to have that out-of-body experience of looking at yourself and saying, what does somebody else see? Because I think that's that's really an amazing idea because – You know, one, like you said, you're being vulnerable asking these friends like, hey, I want to know three words about me. But, yeah, you need, you know, hopefully, you know, and I'm obvious, obviously this would be this supportive group of women. I mean, you're reaching out to these people that are your support system and and being able to see what they see is would be truly, I think, a personal inspiration.
1: And to just say, like, I'm doing a personal growth experiment, and I'm looking for just three words. When you think of me, what do you think of? And be honest.
0: And we are so hard on ourselves. Why, why do you think we are so hard on ourselves as women?
1: We're constantly chasing this unrealistic picture that I think we create for ourselves that means success or beauty or that we've, we've made it. And when you take a step back and really look at what's important to you, what are your values, how do you want to show up, it's honestly such a freeing experience to kind of break away from that mold that you've been trying to fit into. You don't need to do that.
0: I know, but we feel like we need to because it's just been ingrained in society for so long, right? Magazine ads, ads on Instagram, friends that are posting on Facebook looking like they've got it all together and they have the, the perfect life or it's television shows or, you know reality shows have, uh, really kind of, uh, made a explosion on that. Yeah. I think of us. Right. Um, and I think, but I, I just, you know, when you said it, it's so profound about we are so hard on ourselves, but, and we don't need to be, we, we don't need to be. And, and we have to give ourselves credit where credit's due and being able to be real, being vulnerable and, and show up. I love your your show up. I think that's like now my going to be my new hashtag. Oh, I love it. Hashtag show up.
1: And I think the more that you let go and are take those expectations away from yourself, honestly, the more growth, the better you feel, the better you show up. It actually has the exact opposite impact of when you're shining the spotlight on yourself, expecting all of these things. When you put that spotlight away and you just start to let things happen, complete
0: change. I'm thinking your first book will be called Show Up. I love it. Can we can I'm not we, opposed to it. We're gonna put that out there into the universe. We're we're copywriting that right now for nice. Stacey.
1: <laughs> All right, let's I'll manifest
0: it. I really think that's that that might be a, a course of a direction for you. I think that would be so amazing. Um really.
1: Well, thank you. And I think one of the things that is so important for me as a life coach is to Put it all out there like I'm experiencing all of these same things that my clients are experiencing I'm not saying like hey come talk to me. I have everything figured out Do this and so will you because that's not it Right and I think that is the thing that allows me to connect with so many people like I'm you We have so much in common Right. I have really great days. I have really bad days. But saying that, it's the reality. But learning how to manage that differently is that, what... That's what you can support. Yes.
0: And you can help.
1: Yes. So on the podcast,
0: what I do is I write down words throughout our conversation. Okay. And I'm going to read some of these little quotes, like words and things, okay? Okay. And what I like to do is these words I like to use as hashtags. And so I'm going to just read a handful of them, okay? okay? Hashtag, my favorite one so far is show up. Okay, Hashtag something more. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag every hat. Hashtag make me, not break me. Hashtag step back. Hashtag my life. And as you can see, Stacy has had many, many hashtags here. We got more. Hashtag self-care, not selfish. Give yourself permission. Hashtag your best you. Boundaries. Hashtag unfollow. Hashtag perspective. Hashtag gratitude to attitude. And hashtag breakaway. And from this conversation, I took some of those, and I think all of those are really profound statements that our listeners should take a moment, breathe it in, and hashtag it's okay. Yes. And from reading all of those, what are your personal hashtags? If you had a motto or a hashtag, what would it be? After hearing all the ones that we talked about today, And this conversation and how how we've come to this point. What do you think some of your profound hashtags would be?
1: So I don't know about profound, but I mean, of course, we have to go with hashtag unapologetically me. Of course. Hashtag best self. Love it. Um, Hashtag how you show up. Hashtag positive vibes. I like that one. Uh, And hashtag, if you can't change the situation, change the way you look at it. That's the longest hashtag. But that's like, that's really what it's all about. Changing your perspective. So I'll say hashtag perspective.
0: I love it. Where can everyone find out more about you? Because I think everyone listening today needs a... An uplift, a positive perspective, positive vibes, like you said, um, letting themselves go and feeling that it's okay, um, and and that they need to be able to be grateful and yep. take that that time for themselves and that se- self care. So, where can they find out about Stacy?
1: So, follow me on Instagram at unapologetically me underscore Stacy, And my website is unapologeticallystacy.com.
0: How does it feel to be back at RCBC after all this time? It
1: is a blast from the past. I will tell you, it's been almost five years since I've been here. And it feels like I never left. Like I remember being in this room. So it feels great. It's good energy.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm I am thrilled that you came here today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I know. I I was just like, you know, one morning when we were thinking about different topics and I was like, oh my God, she's so real. She so gets what it is to be, you know, a full-time career woman, a mom, like, you know it's okay to be yourself, to just show it out there to everyone, and it's there in real life. And I I love following you, and you, like I said, you make me laugh, you make me smile. You're so creative with your posts, but you keep it so real, and and I love that. And I just want to thank Stacy for speaking up with us today. Um, and remember, women are just to be celebrated, and we want to hear from women who lead and inspire this podcast is for you and this podcast was, I think, built for you, Stacy. that you were here today. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And if you want to hear more from the RCBC Podcast Network, visit rcbc.edu slash podcast and to be sure to subscribe to the RCBC Baroness Podcast wherever you tune in. So tune in for a female's perspective into the Burlington County community. Take care. Thanks.
1: You've been listening to the RCBC Baroness podcast, which highlights women in leadership while encouraging listeners to build their skills, connect with the community, and visualize the opportunities available to women in various professions. For more information about this podcast or other podcasts available on the RCBC Podcast Network, visit rcbc.edu slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the RCBC Baroness podcast available on all streaming platforms.